Welcome back to Twigs on the Rocks. I'm Leo Blonder. This is Abe Lovich. First of all, I'd like to say happy Super Bowl Sunday. Who are you guys rooting for? Bucks, Chiefs, going to be a big game. But this is a hockey podcast. We're not talking about football. We ain't got no time for that. We're going to be talking about, in this episode, we're going to be talking about uh, the NHL from January 31st to February 7th uh, before the games because, you know, the games start at 1230. So, yeah, we're just going to say before to keep it simple. And we're going to be going over some new stats, standings, uh, and new to Twigs on the Rocks, our biggest winner and losers of the week, our team of the week, question of the week, and more. Abe, would you like to get us started with the news? Yeah, let's get right into it. Um, last week, we told you guys about Tony D'Angelo and how he got released from the Rangers. We didn't have as much information as we do now, but the reason is is because he punched Gorgiev in the face after a tough loss. Thankfully, Condre Miller broke up the fight. And then, as we know, D'Angelo was just sent right off the team. Yeah, I'm buying a Georgiev shirt after that. D'Angelo, I mean, as we said before in previous episodes, he's uh, not what you would consider a class act. Uh, so, yeah, just why he got uh, put on waivers and why no team is really picking him up. We're going to move on. Connor Hellebuck became the Jets slash Thrashers organization all-time winningest goalie with his win uh, in this past week. So congratulations to Connor Hellebuck. Good job. Uh, yeah. Yeah, good job. Congrats. And uh, Doug Armstrong will be Team Canada's GM, and Don Sweeney will be the assistant GM. So, you know, St. Louis Blues and Boston Bruins general managers working together to put it together at uh, Team Canada. So kind of wonder how that's going to be, you know, because they met in the Stanley Cup Finals. Hopefully there's no bad beef there when they make Team Canada. So, yeah. Yeah. They're both they're both on the same team for that one. It's going to be an exciting thing to see what they put together. And moving on, right now, COVID kind of doing its thing, not looking too great for the NHL right now. Right, like so, about a little less than a third of the games are being postponed due to COVID. So that's not that's not really what we like to see. But at least you know, no major shutdown so far. And Derek Stepan hopes to be traded very soon to an American team. He got traded for a second-round pick from Arizona to Ottawa earlier this season. And, yeah, not only has Ottawa, like, sucked, um, yeah, he's, he's in Ottawa, which is not the most appealing town to live in, especially if, uh, yeah, if you're not really from there. So. Yeah, and there was also a good amount of energies. Nathan McKinnon is out for- – a week and he's like week to week right now seeing if he'll come back with a lower body injury so that's a tough loss for the abs and peter morozik is also out for a little while due to an injury once again he's a great goaltender for the carolina hurricanes another tough loss and then robert thomas is also out four to six weeks so he will also be very much missed so mm-hmm. ton of bad injuries but hopefully none more will happen soon yeah um, so obviously some big pieces going to be out, especially Mrazic, you know, with, uh, James Romer backing him up, playing, playing solid, but, uh, they did lose to the Blackhawks earlier this week. So really going to miss Mrazic's presence here, but another goalie that is going to be out for a little while, not due to injury, but to do dis, but due to disciplinary reasons, goaltender for the Dallas stars, Anton Hudobin, um, Yeah. So he was benched for disciplinary reasons. The starting goalies past couple games have been Ottinger and then uh, their fourth string, I guess, 
And remember Abe, how he said uh, when, when they went to the Stanley Cup finals, we're not going home. Do you remember that? Yes, I do. Well, <laughs> I guess you could say we're going home. <laughs> because, uh, yeah, he got sent home. Yeah, sucks for him. Sucks for the stars. Yeah, that's too bad for him. Hopefully we'll see him back soon. He's a great goaltender to watch. But let's get into our stat leaders for this episode. Let's start right off with goals. In first place is Austin Matthews with 10 points. Second place is Connor McDavid with nine. Then Brock Bozer with nine. And Tyler Foley all with nine goals. And then in fifth, we have Josh Anderson with eight goals. Yeah. Um, you know, Austin Matthews, McDavid, people you expect to be up there. But, you know, to Foley, Anderson, Bester, right, especially to Foley and Anderson, they're really carrying the Canadian. They're not carrying the Canadians. are playing extraordinarily well, and they were big parts of that. Great free agent signing by Mark Bergevin, general manager of the Montreal Canadiens. Great trade to get Josh Anderson. Really, really looking good for them. So, yeah, I mean, so far the Canadians on an absolute tear, as I hate to admit it because I'm a Bruins fan, but they are playing extraordinarily well. Yeah, but so is Boston, so I could I could hope. Mm-hmm. I can hope for a Boston Montreal Stanley Cup finals. I'd absolutely love that. Like I would be cheering for Montreal to get to the Stanley Cup final just so we could play them. But yeah. Moving on. Got the assist. We got McDavid in first with 17. Dry Seidel not too far behind him with 16. Hugh Quinn Hughes in third with 15. Marner in fourth with 14. And then tied for fifth. We got McKinnon and Kopitar. McKinnon's been out a couple games, so if he wasn't, he'd probably be a little higher. But Drysaddle had that six-assisted game against Ottawa, which we we'll get into later. Completely like, ridiculous. McDavid, obviously McDavid, playing really well. Quinn Hughes playing so well. A defenseman being third in assists, it's just ridiculous. And then you know we got Marner, McKinnon, Kopitar, all great players. No, no, no real surprises here. Yeah, Connor McDavid and Leah Drysaddle have been on a tear. They're like they're setting pay. They will set so many records if they. Well, maybe not. Gretzky type records if they stay at this pace but this is insane to watch and they've been making amazing play after amazing play every game but let's go on to the points the accumulation of goals and assists first place you've guessed it Connor McDavid with 26 then Leon Dreisaitl with 23 Mitch Marner with 20 points James Van Riemsdyk and Quinn Hughes both with 16 points I mean, Quinn Hughes, obviously, one goal, 15 assists. But, I mean, when you're playing, like, the, like his position, he's not really out there to score. He's really out there to be a playmaker, you know, be a little power play quarterback. He's playing really well. Obviously, McDavid, first place, not even close. Drysaddle, second place, again, not even close. Um, third place, Marner, again, 14 assists, six goals. So, he's playing really well. Van Riemsdyk, again, for the Flyers, playing really, really well. So, yeah, I mean, no no huge, huge surprises. I think later on in the season, we might see a couple changes, but I definitely do think McDavid and Drysaddle are going to stay one and two at the top. Yeah, definitely. And there are plenty of people who have been coming back from injury who are looking to top this list soon, but we'll get into that later. Mm-hmm. Wow. And we're going to move on to the save percentage. First place, Peter Mrazek with a .954. He's going to be in first place for a while, considering the fact that he is injured and will not be letting up any goals anytime soon. Second place, we got Mackenzie Blackwood with a .948. Third place, we got Flurry with a .944. Fourth place, we got Chris Dreger um, of the Florida Panthers, backup goalie for them with a .942. And in fifth place, we got Jake Allen playing extraordinarily well, backing up Carey Price again 
Mrazic, obviously, not really playing too much. Blackwood uh, with COVID, not really playing too much. Flurry just playing outstanding. Drieger and Allen also playing really well. So, yeah. Yeah. I also just want to make a quick point out here that last year's Vesna candidates, Vasilevsky, Rask, and Hellebjerk, are not on this list at all right now, which is, is a tad surprising, but save percentage does seem to go to backups a bit with the, with the lesser amount of exposure, but yeah, things are really I mean, getting shaken up goalie-wise. Yeah, like Rask, he knows. Like Rask statistically has not had the best season. However, he's getting the wins. He knows what he's doing. He's making key timely saves. So, I mean, so far they've been in two shootouts and he's faced one penalty shot and he's let up zero shootout goals. So that's just ridiculous. I mean, Duke Rask, he, has, he hasn't let up a breakaway goal either. He's playing extraordinarily well. So, yeah. yeah he has been playing really, really well, but he's also been taking a lot less shots too thanks to Boston's amazing defense. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, Boston's defense, again, we've talked about it before. They lost Krug, they lost Char. They were playing very, very well. They haven't had Grizzly for a while either, but still playing really well. Clifton, you know, getting a fight last game against Nico Bay Kubel. So, really uh. Really playing well. McAvoy holding down the fort, playing extraordinarily well. Yeah. Every one of their younger players who were like, oh, we just lost a bunch of defensemen with Char and Krug, like you said, they, they improved, filled up the slots, and I might even say even more than what they lost. All right, but let's go on to the standings for now. Um, let's start with the North Division. In first place is the Toronto Maple Leafs with 19 points with nine wins, two losses, one overtime loss, and 12 games played. Then the Montreal Canadiens with 18 points in 12 games played. The Winnipeg Jets in with 15 points in 11 games played. Then the Edmonton Oilers in 12 points in 13 games played. And then the Vancouver Canucks are in fifth with 12 points and 15 games played. And then Calgary with 11 points, 11 games played. Ottawa with only five points in 12 games they got two wins and one overtime loss yeah uh, my early prediction that ottawa would make the playoffs not not shaping up too well you know players wanting out they got a lot of additions and what happens especially right with no training camp no really time to bond can't go out and whatever they haven't found that chemistry and they have not played really well so ottawa and last toronto and first again montreal second uh, I mean, it's pretty much what we expected so far. Obviously, not with Montreal uh, playing playing really, really well, but they keep showing why they're at the top of the league because they're just so, so good. And so is Toronto. Toronto just so explosive. Same with the Winnipeg, Edmonton, Vancouver, Calgary. We saw the first Battle of Alberta last night where Calgary topped uh, the Oilers five to four. So, yeah, you know, I'm liking what I see in this division. Yeah, um, I had a prediction of, like, I think a month ago before the season started, I made a little early-out prediction of Matt Murray playing really well in Ottawa with a change of scenery. I could not have been more wrong. Also, Vancouver has been terrible on their last games, but we'll be getting into that later. Mm -hmm. Yeah, we're going to move on to the East Division, the Mass Mutual East Division. First place, um, we got Boston, 11 games played, 18 points. Second place, we got Philly. 16 points third third place we got washington with 15 points fourth place we got pittsburgh with 11 fifth is new jersey with 10 sixth is the islanders with 10 seventh is rangers with 10 and eighth is buffalo with 10 and the crazy thing about this division is that zero zero teams have a losing record they are all 500 or above that is 
insane considering it's not like the nfl where all four teams in the division can have winning records because they only play each other twice a year or whatever these teams are playing each other so often and they're so close in skill that they're all going to overtime shootouts whatever that like right buffalo new york and the islanders are all four four and two or so i mean they're really all tied for six but um they, they're at the bottom. None of them have a losing record, which is insane in my opinion. That's why this division is the best. Like, this division is just so good. I think it's absolutely ridiculous that zero teams have a losing record. I agree with you 100%. This is nuts. And to see so many teams that will deserve to make the playoffs miss the playoffs because of this. Like, you have teams with eight points, five points, like Ottawa, like in the bottom of their divisions, but then our bottom is like 10 points for like the last four teams, but whatever. Let's move on to the Honda West division with, so Colorado is in first with 15 points, then St. Louis with 15, then Vegas is in 13. So really no surprises there, but then the Anaheim Ducks are, are in fourth place with 13 points as well. Then the Minnesota Wild with 12 points, the Arizona Coyotes with 11 points, Sharks with nine, and Kings with eight. Like, there's been not much surprises with Colorado in first, St. Louis in second, and Vegas in third. Anaheim has been playing really well in last games, even though they have a, so far a negative nine goal differential throughout the season. But they're 5-5-3, five, five, and three, so they seem to fi- be figuring out how to win these games. And I have to say, it's been, it's been pretty good. Yeah, um... Obviously, no surprise here. One of these five teams, one of the bottom five, has got to make the playoffs. Right now, it's looking like Anaheim, but I think really it's going to be between Anaheim, Minnesota, maybe Arizona. But I think San Jose, L.A. don't really have a chance. Whoever wins that is just going to get whooped in the first round. Definitely. No big surprises here. Move on to the Discover Central Division. In first place, we got Tampa with 15 points. Second place, we got Florida with 14. Third place, we got Columbus with 13 points. Fourth place, we got Carolina with 12. Fifth, we got Chicago with 12. Sixth, we got Dallas with 11. Seventh, we got Nashville with 10. And eighth, we got Detroit with six. I mean, here, Tampa playing extraordinarily well. It is very surprising that the Florida Panthers still do not have a regulation loss. They're 6-0-2. Carolina lost a couple to Chicago. They're in fourth place or they lost one Chicago. Chicago is actually four, four, and four. So I think that is very fascinating. Four wins, four losses, and four losses in OT. Um, So yeah, I mean, that's pretty cool. Some cool standings early on in the season. Florida, are they legit? Maybe, maybe not. They're 6-0-2. They haven't really played any good teams yet. So we'll find out. But they did play, um, they did play Nashville, and they blew a huge lead and lost in overtime. So I don't think they are, but maybe, 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 you know, I might be proved wrong. Yeah. And let's introduce our newest segment of the show, the ups and downs, the winners and losers, teams of the week. I'll get started. I would have to put for my up team, I'm going to go with the Chicago Blackhawks for this past week. They went 2-0-1 twice against the Carolina Hurricanes, at, and then they – with uh, a win and an overtime loss, and then they beat the Columbus three to one in one of the games against Carolina. They won six to four, and then the other loss was a sh- was in a shootout. Patrick Kane, like true, he's a little bit older, but he has three goals, four assists, seven points in the three games, and that and on top of that, 
Kubelik has one goal, two assists, and three points and all that. Also, like the Canes, who they played twice, have amazing defense. So doing that against a really good team shows a lot of skill. And in addition to that, their defense has been on fire with um, their star goalie so far. Um, Lakenin? Yes, thank you. I was just blanking on the name. That's my bad. Um, Lakenin has been playing great. Also, they haven't let up a power play goal this entire week. Yeah, I mean, uh, yeah, I mean, here for me is a toss between Chicago and Boston, but I have to go Boston, my hometown team. They won three games this week. They went 3-0-0. All three of those games were third-period comeback fashion. The first one against Washington, down three goals, came all the way back with a goalie pulled, won won it in overtime, or it was a shootout. No, 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 they won in regulation, sorry. They won in regulation. Carlos scored a uh, fourth goal, and then Marshawn scored the empty netter. Sorry about that. Um, first one. Second one against Philly. They're down 3-1 to one against Philly. And they come all the way back, score with the goalie pulled again, Posternock with a hat trick. First three goals that game for the Bruins are uh, go to David Posternock. And then they show um, I think it's – was it Scott Lawton that took a penalty with like yeah. five seconds left in the game? And then Bruins go on a power play, four on three in overtime. Bergeron ends it, Pasta with another assist. Beautiful. And then again against Philly, only down one this time. They score two goals in like 20-something seconds in the third period. Win it, and they go 3-0-0. and And that's why Boston is my up team, my star team of the week. Move on, though. Yeah. Uh, my down team, we got the Vancouver Canucks. Lost twice to Montreal, twice to the Leafs. And in those four games, they have negative 14 goal differential. They're just playing terrible. So, yeah, that's that's why they're my down team. No no other reason. Yeah, I'm going to agree with you on Vancouver. They have been not living up to the hype whatsoever. It's true, they've been playing really good teams, but they're not even putting up fights. They've been losing games by about four goals, I think three times, then one by two goals. It's just not good for a national hockey team. Yeah, uh, letting Tyler Toffoli go, that must have stung for Oh, my, oh my God. He has, what, like seven goals or so he against is, them? I, yeah, all all against Vancouver. He Jeez. is wreaking Jeez. havoc. <laughs> I mean, I, I guess he was mad they didn't re-sign him. Jeez, Tyler Toffoli going off against the Vancouver Canucks. Just, I, just, I, I kind of feel bad for them at this point. He's just playing so extraordinarily well against them. Um, his nickname is now the Canuck Killer because he keeps killing the Canucks. Well-deserved. Definitely well-deserved nickname. Mm-hmm. And, then- and not to mention also, um, like, he also has had Josh Anderson by his side who with the trade when they lost Max Domi. Like, I have to say, Montreal may have won that trade so far. Well, so far at least. Because with Toffoli and Anderson, they've been scoring, like, multiple points every night. Yeah, at first I thought... The Blue Jackets easily won that trade. I was like, Domi's clearly better than Anderson. I don't think he'll be a fit in Montreal. You know, they need they need centers in Columbus. I think he'll play really well. And, you know, Domi hasn't been bad, but it's just Anderson has been so good for the Canadians. So, yeah, I mean, great, great job, Mark Bergman. Oh, yeah. All right, we're going to move on. Lineup of the week. My three forwards. I got Pasta. Um I mean, five game, five goals, two assists in three games. Had a hat trick, so clutch against uh, the Flyers and Washington. 
And I got McDavid, two goals, seven assists. Again, no surprise. Honestly, McDavid might just might just permanently be on my list because, I mean, the best player in the world, in my opinion. There's a reason he's here every week. And uh, Leon Dreisaitl with one goal, seven, uh, seven assists, and six assists in one game against Ottawa. Leon Dreisaitl, yeah, again, like playing so well. I mentioned that before. On the fence, you got Jeff Petrie, four goals, two assists in a couple games. Keithy Yandel, um, like three or so assists, playing playing pretty well. And then we got Lakenin in goal, uh, playing extraordinarily well for a Blackhawks team that is not very good, but they are starting to you know come together a bit, beat the Hurricanes, forced overtime. So maybe you know I'm putting Lakenin in there. Hey, that's a pretty good team, but I'm gonna give you mine. I have Pasta and McDavid, same reasons as you, please. Pretty square there. But then I'm going to throw in Patrick Kane instead of Dreisaitl. Yes, Dreisaitl has been amazing the past week. But I think what Patrick Kane has been doing for his team, the Chicago Blackhawks, it's like that's giving him that spot. He's been on fire. He's been mad at how badly they've been playing. I think they may have heard your prediction, Leo. And then Patrick Kane heard, and it is now going on a tear. But on defense, I have Petri, same reasons. But then I, I'm going to throw Tyson Berry in there with one goal and four assists in three games. He's been also shut down on defense. He's, he's been playing quite well, making play after play defensively. Then once again, uh, pretty unanimous. I'm going to put in Lakin in, in goal because he's 2-0-1 and he has 100 saves over those three games. Yeah, I mean, it's ridiculous what he's been doing. Very Jordan Bennington-like of two years ago, which leads us into our question of the week. Is Lakenin the next Jordan Bennington? I'm going yes. He's playing extremely well, right? He's in the minors in the backup role, you know. And then Malcolm Subban is playing terrible. So they put him in at starter. He's playing really well, and he's run away with it. He's playing so well. The Blackhawks are getting it together. Kane's playing well. I mean, their defense is still not great, but their offense is playing really, really well. And if Lakenin can hold down the fort, I think they will be relatively successful. Do I think they'll win the Stanley Cup? No. But since their division is very weak, I think they can make the playoffs, you know, maybe get something going. They did beat um, they did beat the Oilers last year in the qualifiers. So, I mean, they know what it takes to win, right? Kane, he's won multiple Stanley Cups. Keith, you know, they know what they're doing in Chicago. And I think if they get together and Lakenin really, you know, plays well i think that the chicago blackhawks will be the, like the next bennington in the blues wow um Lakenin definitely has turned you around on your opinion on the chicago blackhawks but i'm not gonna say yes but i'm not gonna say no either i think it's a little bit too early to tell he's played plenty of games but i still think he needs a, a, i need to see a bit more before i'm swayed one way or the other he's definitely playing at the top level right now but it's still early with, like, there's been a ton of COVID missed games and there's going to be more later in the season. And everyone on that team has also been playing better recently. Like, like you were talking about the, their offense, they've been really good. And also a lot of their games have been high scoring. There's been a couple of games where he's been letting in four goals. And that's like in, in their win against the Canes. And then also they let in three against the Canes and had to go to, but he did play well in that shootout. Um, and then, like, a couple weeks ago, he let in five goals for 25 shots. So he doesn't seem like to have the, the amazing consistency, but he definitely has what it takes. Yeah, I mean, like, right now, I mean, you know, his first NHL games, you know, I might, might be a little nervous, but really, uh, 
really settled in and he's really in his zone right now. And especially with the shortened season, if they can go on a couple of rolls here and if they can be rolling into the playoffs. I think, I think, right. They were, they were terrible in the beginning, right. Just like the blues and then, you know, Lakin in plays and they play really well, just like Bennington. Um, so I definitely think it's possible. Do I think it's likely? No, but I do think it's possible and I do think it can happen. So yeah, Lakin in, I love you, buddy. And I have faith in you. You know, yeah, we're going to move on to our game time predictions, which, uh, right, me and Abe, every every day in the morning, we make our predictions for each game of the NHL season. So up through February 6th, I'm 108 and 59, and Abe is 91 and 77. Uh, a lot of upset so far, but, you know, I'm, I'm winning. Uh, no, no, no surprise. Yeah. <laughs> I'm but... just playing. I'm just playing. <laughs> um, you did turn around uh, your abysmal losing record from like three weeks ago. So that's good. Both on the upswing here, but both up predicting well. Both, both predicting well. Yeah. And oh, I also don't know if we mentioned in previous episodes, but when, if we ever miss a game, we, we always give it a half. And if we say miss to do picks, we go 50 50 on that day. So we, so we don't just take the automatic loss for, for missing a game, and we can't just call the shots after the game has been played. We cut it at half. But, yes, you're winning right now. There are a bit of games to go, but I think I'm slowly catching up. Slowly, but I'm still catching up. There's plenty of season left. Yeah, no, there, there, there definitely is. So. Okay, yeah, thank you guys so much for listening. I'm Abe Lovich. This is Leo Blonder. We are Twigs on the Rocks, and have a great day.